0: See, it's very divine, you're one of a kind, but you mash up my mind, you are to get declined, oh lord, my baby is driving me crazy. All right, welcome everybody into this episode of the Slam Podcast on the Slam Podcast Network. Sorry about the break we took, uh, we were out for probably like two weeks, um, I was on vacation, uh, Connor had some things going on with hockey, so we kind of wasn't we weren't really able to do an episode while I was gone. Uh, but now we're back, so today's episode is going to be pretty short. Um, it's just me, Sloan, and I'm going to be breaking down the top five NBA teams of all time in my mind. Um, I've done a lot of research, a lot of spent a lot of time on the Basketball Reference page, and from the way I look at it. There are basically like three factors I considered. It was the domination of the era. It was the domination in the playoffs and just the overall chemistry basically of the team. So, I guess I'll start with the first team and then go all the way up to 5. So, in the number 1 spot, I have the 2017 Warriors. So, the reason I chose the Warriors was because they absolutely dominated in the playoffs. They went 16 and 1. In total that season, they went 83-16, and and the 95-96 Bulls were the only team that had a better record overall that won the title. So the reason I chose the 2017 Warriors was because their offensive explosiveness was just incredible, and they were number one in scoring in the NBA that year when, I would say, around 2016-2017. So when the scoring revolution basically, like, made that huge leap to where we see scoring today so they averaged just above 115 points a game and what stood out for me the most was in the playoffs uh, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry they averaged 28 each a game um, which is unrivaled basically by any teammates in the playoffs to average that much um, the only game they lost in the playoffs was the Cavaliers in game four which you know wasn't the worst thing because in game five they won the title and it was the first title that they actually won on their home court which i'm sure they're pretty grateful for um during that five year run and also in game four the cavaliers just got super hot started knocking down a ton of threes and the refs in that game were horrendous and Cavs were getting all the calls there might have been a little bit of NBA fixation in there, you know, trying to extend the series a little bit longer out, and but in all reality, they could have gone undefeated in the playoffs, which would have never been done before, and I think it just would have been incredible. But they have that one loss in the playoffs, unfortunately. But I think one of the most interesting factors about this team was that they had that chip on their shoulder, from. 2016, when they lost, obviously in Game Seven, when they were up three-one to the Cavaliers. So it was kind of their revenge series. They got to go back, got to go to Cleveland, um, kind of show them what they're all about. Uh, and obviously, the big piece that they added from 2016 to 2017 was Kevin Durant. So they they basically went from one of the greatest teams of all time, 73 and nine uh, in the regular season last year in 2016, and they added probably a top three NBA player. Um, I would say in the 2017 season, it probably went uh, LeBron, Curry, and KD. So they had two of the top three players in the NBA. Uh, They were hungry for that next title. Kevin Durant was chasing after his first one. They basically had no flaws in the playoffs. And what stood out the most to me was that they had a plus 12 point differential in the playoffs, even getting blown out in Game Four of the NBA Finals, so they swept Portland in the first round. They swept Utah in the second round. They swept San Antonio in the Western Conference Finals, and then they won in five against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Which in 2017, the Cleveland Cavaliers were really good too because they were right at their peak. They were coming off a championship. I thought Kyrie was shaping into form. Kevin Love was hurt, or was healthy? Excuse me. Uh, LeBron was in his extremely incredible playoff mode. Um, LeBron was the leading scorer in three out of the five games of the finals. So they held him off and they basically went out there and proved to themselves and proved to the world that they could do it. And KD got his first ring and it was basically just watching basketball perfection Um, everywhere they, everywhere they shot it. They or everywhere. The ball went, it was in his offensive player's hands. The only player on their starting five who didn't have the ability to be incredible was Zaza Pachulia, Um, but in all actuality, he provided a pretty nice piece uh, grabbing boards and running that pick and roll with Steph and KD. Also, what stood out the most for me when I was watching their tape and kind of just looking back at this team was just how excited they were. Uh, Steve Kerr said that out of the three stages of trying to get a title. So the first one is trying to get your first title. The second one is trying to repeat your title. So go back to back. And the third is to try to get back to where you were. So Steve has been a lot of, around a lot of those teams. So in the 96 season when Jordan lost to Orlando the year before, he was trying to come back and he ended up winning that title and he said that that's the most dangerous stage a team can be in. So, the Warriors coming off the 2016 loss, they came in, they added KD, and they just went through and basically proved to themselves that they have the best offensive pieces in the world. And they're right up there competing for championships. And they proved to them, they proved that they are better than the Cavs after adding that piece. Um, so, the next team that I had. Were the nineteen eighty six Celtics, so they fit in that two spot. They went sixty seven and fifteen in the regular season. Uh, it was peak Bird and peak McHale, kind of, you know, after playing together for six years, they, they were together. Bird won the MVP that year. Um, they kind of just dominated that year and they in the first round, what was the most impressive to me was in the first round of the playoffs that year, Jordan put up 60 points in three of the games that they played. And back then it was a five game series. So um Jordan they got they swept the Jordan Bulls when Jordan was putting up 60 pieces on them. So take it or take it as a good thing or take it as a bad thing that they let Jordan get 60 points on them. But they still came out with the win. Um, They went 15-3 and in the playoffs. Um, Unfortunately, the Lakers lost in the Western Conference Finals that year to the Rockets, so they were unable to kind of go in there and meet their greatest rival. So they went and played Houston uh, with a young Hakeem. They beat that team in six games. So they they basically – were the epitome of the six years that Bird was there. It was peak Bird rounding a shape, Pete McHale. They had all those pieces, and with a rowdy Boston crowd, you can't really stop them. Um, the third team that I have in this spot is the 96 Bulls. Um, now, some people would say, well, the 96 Bulls, they had the best record of all time uh, after winning a title or during winning a title so why aren't they in the number one spot? Um, I would say that just because they won that many games and were that dominant that year, I wouldn't say that they were the best team of all time. So they went 73-10 and 10 in the regular season, uh, which was the greatest of all time until the 73-9 and nine Warriors came in and took that record from them. But... Uh, what happened with the 73 and 9 Warriors was they lost in the finals, obviously, in 2016, which is part of the reason why the 96 Bulls were not the number one, was because the regular season winning just isn't that much of a factor, I would say, to winning it. So, like, even if the 73 and 9 Warriors did win the title that year, I still probably wouldn't have had them in the number one spot just because they regular season's winning isn't as impactful as it, as it used to be or as, it, as we perceive it to be. Um, we just all know that the playoffs are really when it matters, and that's the most important time. So if you can have that domination in the playoffs, like the Warriors did in 2017 with that plus 12-point differential and going 16-1, I would say that trumps anything you do in the regular season. So, one of the most important things about, or back to the 96 Bulls, one of the most important things for them was the Jordan comeback year It was his first title since retiring from coming back from baseball. So, he, Jordan came back with, like, 20 games left in the 95 season, and they lost to Orlando, uh, which was, everybody was, like, blaming it on Jordan, like, he played baseball, you know, he wasn't that great, but... Actually, in that Orlando series, he averaged like 36 points a game, and he was pretty incredible. It didn't seem like Jordan missed a step after coming back from retirement. So one of the most important things for the 96 team was that Dennis Rodman joined the team that year. So in the Orlando series the year before, uh, Horace Grant and Shaquille O'Neal were just like basically out-physicaling them uh, in the paint. And so having Rodman join the team for the 96 season – just added a huge piece for them and made it so that they could compete with the teams like the Orlando, who they ended up beating in the Western Conference Finals in 96, and they swept. So Rodman joining the team was a huge, was a huge aspect to them winning that championship that year. They went 15-3 and in the playoffs. Um, I would say the 96 season was when Jordan was in his prime of athleticism and competitiveness. So in the early 90s, we saw the athleticism. That's probably the best basketball version of Jordan. But as his career progressed, um, you could see the competitiveness just get heightened to a new level. And you saw that, especially in the last dance. So I would say the 96 Bulls were the accumulation of the most athletic version of Jordan and the most competitive version of Jordan, which is probably the most scary sight in basketball. So in the four spot, I have the 1987 Lakers. So the most impressive stat that stood out to me about this team was that seven players averaged above 10 points a game, which is incredible to have players coming off your bench and players in your starting lineup, putting up more than 10 points a game and giving you that flexibility of offensive scoring at any position on the floor. Um, It was kind of the same thing with the 86 Celtics as the 87 Lakers. It was just the accumulation of the decade before the decade, and them just kind of rounding into shape and figuring out who they are and building that chemistry that whole decade to meet in the – eight or to be the 87 Lakers. Um, They had the chip on the shoulder from the year before, which is one of the most important things, you know, trying to get back to where you were so they had that chip on the shoulder from losing from Houston in the first round. They beat Boston in the finals and they went 15 and three in the playoffs. And then in the fifth spot, uh, just to give respect to the greatest winner of all time, I put the 1961 Celtics who went 60 and 20 in the regular season. And the most impressive thing was that they were the best defensive team in terms of points per game for in the 80 or in the 61 season, excuse me. So they were both dominant offensive and defensive. They were third in offensive that year. Um Given there were only nine teams in the league in 1961, but it was still domination on both levels. Um, In 1961, there were only nine teams, so there were only two series, basically, in the playoffs. So you had the Eastern Conference Finals and then the Finals. Um, They went seven games with both of those teams, but those were both great teams that they faced. They faced the Philadelphia Warriors in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they faced the Lakers with that great, teams with the great teams that they had in the 60s and they went on to win the title in seven games um this is the fifth spot is basically purely out of respect for bill russell um this was probably one of the greatest teams that he played on and it had names like russell sam jones koozie and casey jones on their team which is about as good as you're going to get out of four players. So that was probably the most impressive thing to me about them. And especially because there were only nine teams, it was such a deeply talented uh, league at that time, Uh, even though basketball wasn't the biggest thing and there's not the amount of talent in terms of players. But it's just more consolidated. And is is that a word? Consolidated? Yeah, consolidated. There's more like compacted that's what I meant to say talent in the league so that's why I put the 61 Celtics in that spot um and you just gotta give it to Bill Russell who is the greatest winner of all time you know well won an NCAA championship at the University of San Francisco then won 11 rings he coached when he won some of those rings so Bill Russell is just one of the greatest players of all time. And that's purely a respect thing, putting him in the fifth spot. So reading it back to you again, 2017 Warriors in the number one spot, 86 Celtics in the two spot, 96 Bulls in the three spot, 87 Lakers in the four spot, and the 61 Celtics in the five spot. So after looking at all these teams, uh, I can definitively say that the 2017 Warriors are the best team of all time, just because... What they brought to the offensive side was just something we've never seen before. And it was, there were options everywhere on the court. It's just so fun to watch them. And I don't think there's been a team that has had that domination and that factor of just the wow factor of watching them when you're watching it and you're going, I can't believe this is happening. You know, they were already the hardest team to play the year before. And then you added Kevin Durant. It's basically impossible to stop them so that was my top five uh nba teams of all time um once again i apologize for not having more episodes in the past two weeks but i'm glad we got this one out here and i hope you guys are doing well and have a great day how to make it better make it better You're dating other guys, you're telling me lies Oh, I can't believe what I'm saying with my eyes I'm losing my mind